other side of midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. We've been telling you all about the trials and tribulations of Senator Bob Menendez, who is up for re-election next year. Now, he's got a big looming criminal indictment to deal with. We'll see what happens with that. And I don't know how the schedule of his trial will affect his ability to run for re-election. I think if you're betting, which I do like to do occasionally, the smart money probably will be that he will not be able to run for re-election. There's already one congressman running as a Democrat, Andy Kim, in the primary against him. Well, yesterday, New Jersey's worst kept secret got out. Tammy Murphy, New Jersey's first lady, is running for Senate. Here's a bit of the statement that she put out. I'm running for the United States Senate because New Jersey's kids and families deserve better. Plain and simple. My parents taught me to never back down from a challenge or shy away from injustice. And that's how we've dramatically reduced the rate at which mothers and babies are dying around childbirth in our state and incorporated climate change education into our school curriculum. So the two main candidates, well there probably will be other Democrats in this race, the two main candidates on the Democratic side appear to be Andy Kim and Tammy Murphy. It's interesting because it is possible if Bob Menendez is able to just hang on to his core cadre of supporters, maybe he'll be able to squeak through with a plurality, maybe 35% of the voters so. We'll see what happens. Tammy Murphy, in spite of the statement that she put out saying that she's going to be a champion for children and families and the underdog, and I think it's great that she's running. I think the more voices, the more choices, the better for Democrats and for the voters in general. Tammy Murphy is going to try to do with this election what her husband did when he ran for governor, which is spread their personal wealth around to the county chairman in New Jersey so that she is the choice of the county leadership. And in New Jersey, that's a very powerful thing. It's a very difficult thing to run what they call off the line in a party primary in New Jersey. And I think that's a shame. I think it sends a terrible message that an election can be bought. And I don't know that I have the right solution in terms of campaign finance reform right now, but I think having a wealthy person who's also the wife of a wealthy person just go and spread their money around to the county organizations all over the state it doesn't strike me as the best way to pick a senator. Do I have a better way? Not at the moment, but this ain't it. Beam me up! To be continued. <laughs> The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I am not in the habit of praising Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, but I must do just that today because yesterday... More than a year after a carriage horse was caught on video collapsing in New York City months before he ultimately died, the driver, Ian McKeever, the horse handler and the driver who was also seen beating 
this horse. He has been charged on a misdemeanor count of overdriving, torturing, and injuring animals, failure to provide proper sustenance. Now, Ryder was a 26-year-old horse who collapsed on the street in Hell's Kitchen in August of 2022 after working hours in 84-degree heat. And we talked about this at the time. There was this viral video that captured the incident, and it showed the horse on the ground being beaten by his driver. After the incident, Ryder retired to a farm upstate to receive veterinary care, but he was euthanized several months later due to his poor health. Some animal rights protesters greeted Ian McKeever as he was arraigned in court. Profiting from their criminal animal abuse of Ryder and many other horses. McKeever's attorney had a different take. It's taken them a whole year to decide to prosecute this case? Are you out of your mind? People have known about this. This case is politicized. The other thing that was interesting about this case is the paperwork listed Ryder's age at 13, even though he was 26, which is old enough to retire. My question here is, and I'm eager to see where this case goes, and if Mr. McKeever is convicted, I hope they throw the book at him. But my question right now is, how many other horses are being tortured? How many other horses are having their ages lied about? How many other horses are being routinely beaten by their handlers. I continue to believe that I don't think that the streets of Manhattan are any place for horses. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Yesterday, New York's top court heard oral arguments in a case that will determine whether the Democratic-dominated state legislature will have another chance to draw maps for its 26-member congressional delegation. What's interesting about this is really the entire fate of the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives, is largely being controlled by the New York State Court of Appeals. They had this hearing in Buffalo yesterday, and they heard oral arguments. Apparently, they used the word mandamus a great deal. Let me boil this down for you. Historically, redistricting is supposed to be done every 10 years, and in New York, that's always what has occurred. And that is exactly what happened in 2022. They drew these lines and they were totally gerrymandered, totally unconstitutional. And the New York State Supreme Court, in a case that went all the way up to the Court of Appeals, threw these maps out. And they had a special master come in and independently redraw the districts. Now, they didn't create a Republican gerrymander at all. They created fair districts. Then you have 15 Democrats winning seats and 11 Republicans. So we still have a congressional delegation that is dominated by majority Democrat. Well, once the Democrats retained control of the governor's chair, the legislature in a supermajority, and the Court of Appeals, they decided they wanted to try again. So they're saying this redistricting process should begin Again, so if the Court of Appeals sides with the Democrats on this, that would cause the whole process to begin anew. And if they can't agree, which in an even handed bipartisan commission is likely, then the Democratic controlled legislature would get to redraw the lines. How do you think they'd draw them? They'd essentially draw the Republicans out of existence. Now, the Democrats already 
have a very good chance of capturing a whole bunch of seats in New York next year, especially with Trump on the ballot. Why they feel the need to try to cheat in order to do it is beyond me. And I hope the Court of Appeals does the right thing and allows these fair maps to stand. I'm not a Republican. I'm not rooting for them here. I just don't like changing the rules in the middle of the process, which is what the Democrats are trying to do here. And kudos to the New York Daily News editorial board, which said, even though they don't want the Republicans controlling the House, what the Democrats are doing in New York State here is just abominable. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. In the early 1990s, when crime was out of control in this city, the Democrats that were running City Hall and Albany, they came to an important agreement, an agreement that was supported by the Republicans that came after them in both City Hall and Albany, which was to hire more police officers, even if that meant raising taxes because there was an understanding that you couldn't get crime under control unless you had more cops on the street. In 2014, when crime was just beginning to start to surge again, Mayor de Blasio and Commissioner Bratton, to their credit, persuaded the New York City Council to hire 1,000 new police officers at a time when a lot of New Yorkers are very concerned about safety on the street and at a time when more and more police officers are retiring at earlier and earlier ages or moving to other jurisdictions for more generous pay. The thing that we need now is more cops. And yet, unfortunately, it looks like the NYPD will freeze hiring new police officers for the foreseeable future as part of extremely painful budget cuts set to be unveiled today by Mayor Adams. He gave CBS2 a preview of what to expect. Well, you know, I have made it clear from the days of running and even my days above president, um, public safety is a prerequisite to prosperity. We're going to make the announcement tomorrow of the entire uh, budget modification. You know, we have to balance our budget by law two years out. This is the law. And we know what happened. 142,000 migrant asylum seekers, no real help coming from the federal government. We need more assistance on all levels of government, and it's going to impact. And I said over and over again, this has been one of the most painful periods in my public life on some of the cuts we have to make. This would be a disaster, and this, I think, underscores the need for not only federal aid, but to stop paying the bills of all these migrants. If you're giving me a choice of migrants that didn't come to this country legally or more cops in New York City, what do you think I'm choosing? Beam me up! To be continued. 